0: you're listening to robert martinez
1: the apartment rockstar
0: robert is a national award-winning real estate brand influencer and entrepreneur whose company rockstar capital management was recognized as the 15th fastest growing company in houston by the houston business journals in addition to his 11 100 refinance cash out events his company has earned 15 city state and national apartment association awards welcome to another episode of the apartment rockstar podcast Man, we've got a treat for you guys. You know, we've had a lot of firsts this year at Rockstar Capital. You know, back-to-back, fast 100s, you know, growing companies here in Houston. But I don't think we've had anything greater to happen this year than a special visit with my new friend, Tarko Musa from Flipper Flop. Man, how are you? I'm good, buddy. I've been having the best time ever here in the big city of Texas, or is it a big state of Texas? What do you call it? It is both, baby. It's both. Everything's bigger. Everything's bigger here. We went out. We had some food yesterday. Was that not the most amazing yeah, uh, amazing I, I, food
1: well yeah i think i ordered uh two sides of meat, and i thought it was enough to serve about 18 people so i think it was a pretty good portion
0: <laughs> for sure so we love our food here we see we've had a uh, steak at the best place in town we had some barbecue at one of the best places in town and we're gonna go have some mexican food later man we're giving you the full treatment when you come all way here well that's why i'm here i'm super happy to be I'm here absolutely absolutely so you know what some of y'all may not know who he is but he's kind of it's kind of somebody for the one person out there that doesn't know who you are. Tell us a little bit about who you are, Tarek. Uh well, I've been uh, on TV
1: since 2013. I have a TV show called Flipper Flop and I've done over 100 episodes, 8 seasons. I have a new show I'm working on right now called Flipping 101 with Tarek Musa where I get to mentor and train rookie flippers and teach them how to flip houses. And on top of that, done close to 500 flips, have uh, been teaching students around the world how to flip houses. I'm currently working on a book. I have my own podcast called Life by Design. Very active on my Instagram, uh, at the real Tariq El Musa. And other than that, just like everybody else, just trying to conquer the world.
0: And you still found some time to come visit us at Rockstar Capital. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You were a busy guy.
1: There is always time for important things.
0: Oh, I really appreciate that. Thank you very much. And my team appreciates that. It's been an absolute honor having you and hosting you in your group here the last few days. Um, you know, I want to start out with something that I did not know uh, before I met you. And I just happened to find it right before we met. Um, is it true that, that you uh, pitched the TV show and you hadn't really had much experience? That is very
1: true. So... You know, I'm I'm a big believer of just going for it and going all in, and I I just bought my first flip in 2010, and seriously, a few days after buying that flip, I came up with the idea to do a house-flipping TV show. I had no no idea how to flip houses. I knew nothing about TV,
0: but I knew if I can
1: somehow put those two together, I can make a TV
0: show. That's crazy. I mean, the power in yourself to believe that and to just have this the audacity to challenge and say, "Hey, you know what? I got something special. I'm gonna pitch something." is really because you know what? There was already a lot of shows already at that time, and there's been a legacy of of flip shows. Uh, but you had I would love to see that see that original audition tape.
1: Yeah, and I actually have it. So I, before I leave back to California, I have to show you some footage. But you know, I've I, the most important thing that I I think people need to understand when it comes to success, it all comes down to mindset. Like I have this disease where I I think I can accomplish anything, right? And, And I'm pretty sure I got that from my dad growing up because he always pushed me and motivated me and told me that I could do anything if I was willing to put the work in. So I've never been a dreamer. I've always been told you can dream, but you can accomplish if you do the work. So when I, when I saw the, the opportunity of TV and real estate and I was like, someone else has done this, I know I can do it and I did it. And a lot of people might come up with um, you know, the plans or ideas that they have and they want to go do things and they'll, and they'll never take action. So for me, the second I came up with the idea, within minutes I was emailing production companies and people asked me, like, how did you find production companies? No idea. Like, use the internet. I seriously Googled, like, LA production companies. Like, just think creative and just go for it.
0: Man, that's crazy. You know, it's funny you said that. Right? the power and belief, the power to just try and put yourself out of your box there and just see what happens. You know, I, I've been asked recently, cause your visit has been promoted a little bit here. And like, you know, how did you make contact with him? How did you guys like connect? And I swear to you, it was literally a DM on Instagram. And I, I read somewhere, uh, maybe it was Gary Vita said, just try just contact an influencer, see what happens. I did not expect you to reply, and you replied so fast. You were like, hey, what's going on, man? Tell me what what you do, and the next thing you know, we're like, we have a common interest in real estate, and... Shit, you're, I mean, five months later, you're here in Houston, Texas, hanging uh-huh. out with us.
1: I'm here in Houston, Texas, and I'm having the best time you ever, are. man. You are,
0: and I think what everybody can see right now is your likability. I think, you know, I want to thank you for showing a lot of your personal life on your Instagram, because I've got to know you a lot better. I get to see you in, your, in a normal family environment, hanging out with your kids, playing bumper car radio cars, yeah. or at a soccer game, or at a birthday party, or, you know, you're just showing your life, and you're, you're exposing yourself, but I think you're showing how human you are and how genuine, and I believe good things happen to good people.
1: Well, I, I think it's really important for everybody to understand, like, you, you don't get to the top alone, and I'm a big believer in paying it forward and sharing knowledge and really just doing the right thing and helping, helping, each, uh, helping people out, and I've always found that the more I help people and the more people help me, the more relationships I build and the more success I've created because it's you don't get to the top alone it takes a lot of great people around you and speaking of great people like you have almost 4000 units under management yeah. and i've been in here in texas i met your staff yeah. i am so impressed by your staff which tells me you're an amazing leader so like there's so many amazing things you have going and i'm a huge fan of you and what you're doing and 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 i see i see exactly where you're going with your company and your
0: vision And I love it. I I really appreciate that. You know, and I'm glad that you use the word staff uh, because I don't see my team as my employee. I don't, a lot of people do that and it's like some sort of weird, I don't know. It's just odd. I don't like that term. You know, I guess I credit my dad. My dad was a great builder of people. He ran, he, he worked for a company called Whataburger uh, for over 40 years. And, uh, he did an amazing job, uh, developing teams. And I'm so blessed that of, of all the things that I was, he was able to pass down to me, which is that inherent ability. Cause I do believe it's a team sport. I think real estate is a team sport. You know, uh, Michael, uh, who's on our creative production team once said, you know, you can go faster alone, but you can go further in a group, in a team, you know, and I really believe that. You know, I know I'm going to be successful. I believe in that. I've, I've been able to accomplish things and and do things that I haven't, could never have dreamt possible. But I know that I don't want to get at the top of the mountain alone. I don't want to plant that flag and think that you know, and look around like, where's everybody? right i won't do it if it means i go a little slower i go a little slower but everybody will be there because at the end of the day i want to talk and share stories remember this remember that time tar came to come you visit gotta, us? Have, remember, fun. You gotta have fun i tell people all the time man. like
1: people that are entrepreneurs or they're hustling or they're in business it's like you have to have fun while you do it and for me to be quite honest with you the first 10 years of my business career i did not have fun i was overworked i was overstressed i was chasing money and i was miserable because I was driving myself crazy trying to figure it out. And now looking back, if I knew what I knew now, I would have given myself a break, you know, and everybody wants success fast, fast, right? Right away. And it, it takes time and you just got to be willing to put the work in.
0: You know, I I think you're hundred percent right. I mean, it's just, you know, there's no I in team, you know, and you got to do this with, with a group, you got to do this with, with the mindset you're going to share. It's abundance mentality and that's how I want to win. I want to make sure we win in a team and we win in a group setting so that everybody can 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 live off of all of our all of our work, of all the community's work, right? So thank you again. And One more thing before I forget, um you know, you're not feeling well. You know, you you've you've been battling an illness recently, you know, a little cold, and you almost did not make that trip. And I remember when you told me I was I had flashbacks, right? Cuz I had somebody else that was supposed to make a podcast appearance recently, and I got all excited and he literally canceled on me. While I was having a drink, you know, to loosen up before my podcast, and I was so disappointed when I heard that you were not feeling well. I'm thinking, oh crap, he's gonna tell me he's not gonna come, and you came. It and takes
1: a lot to yeah. to make me not do something I commit. Well, to. it
0: shows a lot of your integrity and your and your your word. And I want to thank you and your team for making it out here because I know you're super busy and you got a lot of things going. So, but hey, let's talk about your visit, man. So yeah. what, what are you doing in Texas? What are you doing here with us in Houston?
1: I mean, it's very simple. I've flipped close to 500 houses uh, with my business partner, Pete DeBest, which he's here with us, and we own close to 100 rental properties, but a dream of mine has always been to get into the apartment game, and you know, man, you, you got almost 4,000 units under management, and, and the truth is, like, I'm really drawn to you because I find you a very likable, humble guy. I don't see you uh, as an egomaniac, and just, just based on our conversations, you just... You've been an amazing guy, and that, that is really um, it Really, it's inspiring to see people like that. So I wanted to see how you run your business. I wanted to meet you. I wanted to see the apartments. I wanted to visit Texas. And it, it's amazing how much you can learn in such a short period of time. And I've learned so much with, by just picking up a few little tips from you. And then the biggest tip like that keeps standing out, which I was talking about yesterday at your event, was simple ways to increase the NOI, the Net Operating Income. And I I also learned that the value isn't actually the building. The value is the person operating the building.
0: Because based on the income is the value of the property. Absolutely. You know, yesterday we were at uh we are visiting one of our latest acquisitions, uh, Steeplechase Apartments in Alvin, Texas. It's 171 units. We paid it over 13 million for it, or around 78,000 a door. That's the way we measure. You know, what, what did you pay per door? Paid 78,000 door. And we talked about the magic formula, right? We talked about how every dollar unlike single-family homes which is like a comparative market nearby you're basing your value on what other sales are that has nothing to do with the apartment world it has more of to like you can force appreciation you can force value creation and it's simply by either adding income or reducing expenses and if you're really lucky all of it right and you can really create so you know it's 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 not very common they don't teach us this in school they don't tell you in multi-family real estate that one dollar of NOI, it's worth $17 of valuation to the lender. And that's really important because the goal is for us is to own it, create value, either sell it, you know, flip it or refinance and pull all your equity out, right? And so I gave the example yesterday that a $10 rent bump or a $10 savings and expenses, anything that adds $10 to the NOI uh, on 171 units for a full year is worth $300,000 of new value creation. That is... Insane. Isn't that crazy? I
1: I, th- I just love how you sp- you spit out numbers and yeah. you know the math. You know yeah. your percentages. Like you are running it. You are operating it. You, like you are killing it. Yeah. And, and that's why I'm here. Like I don't just jump on a plane and fly to Texas to meet anyone. This is not something I do very often. But like I said, you know, I I'm very drawn to you. I love your story. I love the success. And actually, I have a question for yeah, you. Yeah, please. You you've accomplished so many great things. What is what is driving you today?
0: You know, it's so funny you asked me that. Yeah. It's it's regret. No regret. Like, I've hit my goals. I mean, maybe my goals are too low, I guess, you know, but I've exceeded any kind of possible expectation that I had of myself, even of my parents, what they had of me, which is, you know, your ultra mentors, you know, it's just, I'm, I'm having fun. I'm having a lot of fun, but you know what? I do not want to get to be 80 years old, 90 years old thinking, Shit, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I try to do that? Why didn't I expand this? Why didn't I take a risk here? You know, maybe we could have gone further. So I guess there's something in me that wants to leave a mark wants to leave more of a legacy, but I can't do it if I don't accomplish more, right? And I don't wanna be looking back and think that I had the ability and the potential and I didn't do it. I also then that my kids are watching, you got a chance to meet them yesterday, you know, and they're paying attention, you know, and I was watching them there at that, at the meetup we had yesterday with all the investors and they, I've never seen them more focused and I'm watching them, and I'm explaining to them what's going on, you know, and, and I want them to see that. I want them to be able to understand what their dad did when he was younger, cause I'll be old one day and, you know, and maybe I'll be gone. And, and, uh, th- they'll be there like, you know, they're not going to look at the pictures. They- they're going to have video yeah. and they're going to hear the passion and the spirit of their dad. And they're going to do, so I think I do all this for them. You know, I used to watch videos of the Kennedys. Right. And they had these, they had, you know, you can see John, John there underneath the president's desk, or you see him there saluting at his dad's funeral, you know? And I was like, wow, how cool to document history like that. I want to do that. I want to be able to leave something back for my children, you know, so they can see that. So for me, th- that's why.
1: I love. I love that. So that's the coolest thing about me being on TV. So I'm able to document my life over the last I don't know what is it eight years. Yeah. And one day, like I'm gonna be an old man, and my kids are gonna be grown, and they're gonna have kids. They're gonna be watching me on TV as a 29 year old flipping my first house. That's crazy. And I, and I, you know, and it's it's all about it's it's crazy how how times have changed and how everything is documented. You know, thousands of years to, from now, whatever this Earth is gonna be, who knows. They still have footage of all this. This is gonna live on forever. That's that's the amazing thing about today. I feel like there's just so much opportunity today and there's so much access to knowledge and talent and influential people that there's more opportunity today to do anything than there there has ever been before. Not just real estate, it could be anything. Anything, anything. With all the social media uh, platforms and the YouTube and the how-to instructional videos, people can educate themselves to get to the top of their game in anything they want to do
0: I 100% agree I think it's it's choice it's it is. what you want to do what Feels right to you, you know, and if you want your business to grow or if you want to create a brand, social media is out there for you. You got to figure it out though, you know, and so you expand, you mentioned a, a moment, uh, a moment ago about how you know you can learn so much in a short time. I mean, that goes both ways, right? Because having you at a different level, further down the map, especially on the social media map, you know, I, I don't have that experience, and they're able to sit here and just let you talk. You know, everything you say yeah. sounds gold, right? Because <laughs> I'm like, I've not, not heard it or I want to learn the map, right? I want to understand it. You know, you made a comment that, wow, I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars developing this this one tip I just shared with you because so I'm sharing that with you. You're 100% right. You know, yeah. how to get your, you know, Tracy who, who's on our market, we've been like, okay, is this the guy that's gonna help us get more branding? Is this the guy that's gonna help us get more exposure? I mean, I'm doing everything I can to stand above the noise, but you gotta spend money and it's yeah. trial and error. And it's very difficult you know, you have to have a good heart to want to just give that information, and when you know you've you tried so hard to do it.
1: Yeah, it's it's an education. Like, and I didn't go to and I didn't go and graduate college, and college is hundreds of thousands of dollars. But people don't realize if my education. You want to know how much my education cost me? Yeah, it cost me millions and millions of dollars. That's how much my education costs. Trial and error. Every single thing I've done has been an investment into myself. And I've always said before you invest into anything, you have to invest in yourself. You have to become knowledgeable. You have to build a powerful mindset because if you have all the tools inside that you need, like you can accomplish anything, that's how you got to have almost 4,000 units. Yeah.
0: I think you're right. I think, I think the great entrepreneurs, the guys that really achieve are not afraid to fail right you got to you got to get it. you got to embrace it and realize you know I especially in my business experience I didn't know this as a younger man I get it now man failing is winning
1: it, it is winning so here, here's <laughs> one thing for people like tuning in and listening to this podcast th- this is what I always like to remind people you're going to fail not once not twice not three times you're probably going to fail dozens and dozens and dozens of times and that's okay yeah, that yeah. just means you're closer to success yeah. and i always talk about it's always harder at the beginning so you have a cycle of success the the front is so loaded it's so much more difficult at the beginning and as time goes on it gets easier and easier what happens is people they go through the struggle at the beginning and it starts getting easier and then they quit because of all the failure they've experienced but what they don't realize is that failure has pushed them into their success that's coming It's just like real estate on a 30-year mortgage on a house. Let's do a real estate analogy, right? The first X amount of years of your mortgage, you got this much of your payment is going to interest. This much is going to principal, right? As time goes on, what happens?
0: Changes. It changes. But the bank gets paid first, right?
1: Exactly. Guess what happens? At the end of the 30 years, the payment is now principal. The interest is low. It is the same thing when you're building a business. It's the same
0: thing when you're trying to accomplish something new. Yeah. Yeah. Works just like a homework. That's a really good analogy. It's really good how you see that uh, shifting of the balance, right? Uh, I think it's, I think it's 100% right. I think that, you know, as I look back on on the things that have uh, that I failed at, they were the greatest lessons. You understood because it wasn't just like, oh, that's not how you do it. You you learn how to do it right because of the failure. You know, yesterday I talked about an example of this one particular property where it didn't give me the best financial returns. In fact, it was the lowest of all the 20-some assets that we we've purchased over the years but it was the greatest lesson because i learned the need the reputation management for our properties right i didn't have i didn't understand the, how important reviews were i didn't have, we didn't have any websites that was our first property with a website yeah. i didn't understand how important it was to manage your website manage your brand um, to target people, to have them hit you there on the websites, If without those those lessons, we wouldn't be where we're at today, and we surely wouldn't have you here on this podcast. You've gotta go through the failure.
1: You, you have to go through that failure. That's why I tell people, like, stop thinking, start doing, and listen, it's gonna go sideways. Shit is gonna go wrong. But that is part of the education. Like you need things to go wrong so you can learn what not to do again. And once you figure it out, you can do the same thing over and over and over again expecting the same result. And the only way you become more knowledgeable is by actually doing.
0: That's crazy. That's crazy.
1: you know, I remember my first house, I electrocuted myself, I, <laughs> I burned
0: myself with acid, I painted the floors with a baseboard, and today I've done close to 500 houses. I think that's a great example, you know, because I've I've you know, I caught up on a lot of your episodes, and I focus specifically on the first season, and then a little bit of the second season, and a lot more in the last two seasons. And what a difference in the way, now you carried yourself, because you're there walking into it, and you can tell you're a little green on some of this part, right? You're yeah. learning the process, but man, it's very different in, in season seven and eight, and that's surely you grow. But if you did not make those mistakes, like, oh, I underestimated how much that pool cover was going to be, or I underestimated how much those cabinets are going to be, or I didn't think about uh, the termites, or I didn't think about the support beam or, or whatever it was, right? You're like, yeah, we're not going to knock that down, and we're not going to do yeah, that this we way. We do now. Yeah,
1: exactly. The best education in the freaking world is actually doing There is no better education than getting out there and actually doing it. And that's why you learn so many valuable lessons from failing, in a sense, on that first building. But that building made you more money than if it was a success because of what you
0: learned. That's crazy. So that's a great segue. Let's get into a little bit of the financial aspects of single yeah. family versus multi family. So as I understand it, in single family, you know, and I'm not sure if you buy yours outright or, or if you get hard money leverage. loans, you leverage them out, right? But it's based on your personal credit, right? Uh, well, it's actually it's actually based on the property the loan to value. Okay. But my
1: credit score is very very high, almost 800. I've never missed a payment, and all that stuff's great. But it's typic, it's typically
0: property based. So in multi family, it has nothing to do with my credit. Yeah, nothing. It has to do all with the serviceability of the apartment because the apartment is what's paying the mortgage. Okay. So In your th- house, you pay the mortgage, right? No matter what happens.
1: So to clarify, like my house, house yeah. is based on my credit. Yes. But like secondary financing, hard money loans, wrap loans, those are all based on the properties, loan to value, so it's very similar to what you're doing. So a lot of people think I'm flipping, you know, one house at a time, two houses at a time. The most flips that we've ever had going at one time, me and Pete, is 74 flips. Dang. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of houses.
0: wait, hold on, I want to to interrupt you. So it can't be just you and Pete, right? You've got like a project manager, you've got like a construction guy, you've got some sort of people organizing all this paperwork, right?
1: Right. So it's it's me me and Pete, and then also um, we have a sales team, we have in-house accounting, and then when it comes to construction, we outsource everything. We did bring construction in-house a few years ago. And it did not work out well for us because we weren't hands-on enough, mm. right? So that company failed. But let me, let me tell you what happened. So I always talk about how positives can always come out of a negative. Yeah. The company failed. We lost hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Because I didn't have the time to put into it. either did my business partner. But because of that company, we were able to qualify for an SBA loan to buy a very expensive building, okay. which has gone up $3.5 million. So, that failing construction company helped us qualify to purchase a property that made millions of dollars.
0: And you got the experience.
1: And I got the experience. So, guess what? The construction company is actually a success if you look at it like (laughs) that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Just like the first uh, building where you had those issues. Yeah, the
0: issue of the apartment. So,
1: that's one thing. But today, yeah. Like, you know, I'm not buying buying, uh, apartment buildings, 100, 200, 300 units. But we're buying, you know, more bulk properties. We just bought uh, 10 in Atlanta. We just bought eight in Oklahoma and we're, we're just expanding and we're building and we're growing.
0: You know, I think another difference is that is, you know, speaking with you and Pete over the last couple of days is that, you know, especially talking to Pete, cause we were having a conversation about some cabinets and, you know, do we do this? Or do we do that? You know, when, when you buy your single family and you're buying with the deck, I'm going to make this amount of improvements, I'm going to get this expected sale price. I've got to hopefully market it the right way to get it out there. And then you're done with it. Right. And and and, and I think you said that in some occasions you've actually continued to keep contact with the person that you've sold it to because you want to make sure that nothing was wrong and it was fine. Right. But in the apartment world, man, it is nonstop engagement and contact from the time they move in because they're not buying it. They're walking into a rental yeah. so unit, so you can get a rent ready and you can do all the things that you need it to do. But they got your number; they're gonna keep calling you, right? And and so it's it's a people game. It's a, I mean, real estate is a people game as as a whole, because um, you have to manage your own teams and you got to manage you know how to how to exit the property. But with us, there's no exiting, right? We we are the whole process is to get somebody to come in yeah. and rent it for as much as they can. And for us, we only make money when they renew. Now, when they move in, because think about all the costs you have, right? All the rent, ready costs, new carpet, new paint, yeah. cabinets, appliances—you know, you name it—it it, it costs you money. So we we estimate that it's anywhere between fifteen hundred and three thousand dollars per unit of moving expenses. So we only make money when people renew we want to make money when 12 months 15 months later when they take a renewal hopefully you also get a good review and they take a rent bump and you don't have to put any more money into it right so I know it's a lot I think on multifamily it's a lot more people intensive right because you're taking care of them it's like you know this is their home this is where they're gonna have birthdays anniversaries special events you know these are memories you know
1: definitely a lot more management like for, for us having the rentals spread across the US you know, there, it's different than apartments because they're not clustered like yes. one specific area. So there's a lot we deal with the same issues there because we're just renting out, you know, close to a hundred, you know, houses. Right, so right, there's a right, lot of rentals. Right. Um, but yeah, like one of the biggest things that I've learned, especially since I've been here, is you know treat the tenant like a customer. And like, and I was saying, I remember being a young kid and you know renting apartments, and I'd be like <laughs> scared to go to the leasing office because they'd try to evict me or raise my rent or do something bad. You know, I, find, I found it really amazing that when we went into your building, it was like, it was a sign. We want to hear from you. Tell us how you feel. Are you happy? Let us know. So you treat the, the tenant like a customer when the truth is they actually are a customer, a very valuable customer. So I, I love that, how you talk about the NOI and how the, the n- most important goal is, is to get that renewal because those renewals is what's going to save money. Absolutely. And this is like, these are golden nuggets. Like whoever's listening and watching, like, you know, th- this is... This is really impactful and powerful information. These little things can completely change how you look at real estate investing.
0: Absolutely. I totally agree. You know, to add to that point, I explained to you, you want to make money in multifamily real estate, you got to keep them from moving out. Right? So, understand. So, what are the factors and causes that make them move out? Well, number one is maintenance. That's the number one reason why people move out. And the number one maintenance headache is air conditions, right? You saw yesterday, it was hot. How yeah. good did it feel when you walked into the model?
1: Man, I tell you what. Or the office. Like, it was cold. If I lived in Houston, I'd be living in one of your buildings. There you go. The it was so hot yesterday. I was not used to the weather. But you walk in, the AC was cranking. It was cranking. So it makes sense.
0: Yeah. So what we do, right, to make sure that we, so we want to increase that, re, that renewal, uh, um, the renewal retention, that we replace 100% of all the ACs when we take over. They come with new warranties, but the most important, they come with consistent uh, quality and service right there. That AC is cranking when you come in. You've been working wherever you work, whether you have a, a you're a day laborer or you're at a restaurant or wherever. You're tired. You want to come home. You've been in your car in traffic. It's hot. The last thing you want is to walk into your apartment and it's eighty-two degrees. Exactly. So let me ask you a question. Yeah.
1: How did you learn all this? Did you just read it in a book, or were you?
0: No, that was experience, man. Experience. You know, experience and just being a people person, so understanding it.
1: That's, that's the thing people need to understand. The only way to get experience is to get off the couch and actually
0: do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's you know, it. Absolutely. And if you walked in an apartment complex, especially the ones that I want to buy, you know, I see old, tired original ac equipment from the 1970s or even older and they're sitting there and they're cranking they're making noises what kind of impression does that leave when that guy is walking the tour and he's thinking like do i want to live here i yeah. mean it's already old look at the acs i mean it's, a, it is, it's not our brand that's not who i want to represent yeah. that's not what i want but when you walk by a renovated property with new paint new siding fresh landscaping mulching flower beds and then you see a brand new ac system and like you're like that's my unit you get excited. Yeah, I got a brand new AC because everybody has had trauma yeah. from being in an apartment where the AC didn't work right. We so never forget pain. We, yes, we and never it forget pain. it is
1: painful in the middle of the summer in Houston, Texas, with no AC. Right, because right. it's October and it was painful.
0: Right. Right, So if my team is not already saying, hey, your unit's going to come with a new AC, shame on us, right? Because they should be. You should inform them and educate that potential renter that you have a brand new AC in your unit. I promise you that's going to increase your closing ratios. So tell me a little bit more about about single family. I mean, what is it that you love most about it?
1: Man, I I mean, for me, like I love the flipping aspect. Obviously, I've become pretty good at it, you know, and I I make good money doing it. What was your fastest flip? Uh, I mean, oh wow. We've done, we've done like three day flips before. Yeah. yeah, We've done really fast ones before. Uh, I remember back in the day when we were first flipping, we would do houses on the Inland Empire, which is Riverside County in California. And we would buy them as a short sale. They were, you know, it was 2000 and 10, 11, and they were built in 2007, we would go in there and we'd put $1,000 into them or 1,500 bucks and sell them a week yeah. later, and make 100 grand. Yeah. Wow, wow. Those, yeah, those were good days. If I knew what I knew now back then, I, I, it's amazing. If I could do, took all my knowledge I have today, take it back then, I would kill it. But here's the thing, history always repeats itself. So, the next cycle, when this thing comes, I am more than ready. I'm going to take every single piece of my knowledge and throw everything I have on this thing, and I'm just going to keep building, building, building. It's amazing. But I just love house living, man. It's fun to go in there and see something so nasty and disgusting with cockroaches and termite and dry rot and mold and asbestos, and then you just create this beautiful house. And, and to know that. I'm employing so many people and I'm, cre- I'm making so many jobs and you know so many so many people are benefiting from my work and at the end of the day there's a new family or a new person comes yeah. in. It's just very rewarding too.
0: Yeah, it's funny you said that. I remember um somebody once asked me like, you know, what's the scariest uh, apartment you ever walked into? What was some of the biggest surprise? And I know you've had this, right? Um I walked to an apartment that had bed bugs and I didn't know and I was like, I freaked myself out that I somehow brought him home. I'm going to, my kids were scratching. So the moment I see my kid with an itch, I'm like, oh man, I did that. And he felt so bad. And it was just a mosquito bite or something. But I did that. So do you have any horse stories like that? I mean, do you, tell oh, me something ridiculous.
1: Christina brought bed, bug, bed bugs home one time oh, years ago. Wow. They were all over bed bugs. We bought houses. I, I turned a corner and there was a huge like 10 foot python snake. I bought houses with chickens inside. I bought houses with rats and Oh, the worst though, the worst, uh, I bought this house and people were actually living there. I opened the front door, it's on TV, I open the front door, I walk in and there were so many cockroaches. Just imagine this whole wall is alive. They were falling off the ceiling, hitting me in the head. That's how many cockroaches were in this house. Oh my God,
0: Yeah. that's scary. So I've got a similar cockroach story. They're hard to uh, kill. We learned the hard way is that, you know, you can make a unit look amazing but you don't know what's behind certain things. I encourage anybody looking at an apartment to ask them to pull the refrigerator back and see what's behind the refrigerator because what happens is you don't know who was living there before and how dirty or clean. The maintenance guys come in there, right, but they don't pull the refrigerator out. We've now made it part of our process now to start looking back and clean because you know we would have these issues where you know we keep having pest issues. And, like, why can't we eliminate the problem? And so somebody came up with the idea that, you know what, we need to like, refrigerator back yeah. and they were all there. And once we cleaned that up and we serviced that, we stopped having cockroach issues in that building. So it's always a solution, you just gotta find the way. Again, that was an education. It's an education, painful, because it's kind of embarrassing right. and gross to see that. But, but. but
1: that's the great thing about the world today, with yeah. what we're doing with TV and YouTube and Instagram and Facebook, like. Other people have done it like yes. this is the education now if you ever own apartments check behind the fridge like if you own apartments <laughs> and it's really hot make sure you put a new AC in so like we had to do it the old school way yeah. trial, and error. trial and error and now with the, the exposure we have it's like we can take we can teach people yes. what we've learned
0: you, through our pain and, 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 and you know pain is good but it's also very expensive. Yes. You know And if you're willing to spend a little bit of money on education and invest in yourself, uh, you can save yourself a whole lot of time, a whole lot of heartache, and get further down that path yeah. uh, with less. Well, again, pain is good, but man, you don't need to. You don't. If you can avoid it, you should avoid it. Yeah. Right. Pay attention to people who have been where you want to be, and take advantage of those of those successes.
1: Yeah, I, I always say that. You know, folk, f- figure out who you want to be. Find someone that's already gotten to where you want to go and you just do exactly what they're doing. And you just grind and you hustle and you give it everything you got all day, every day.
0: That's absolutely, let me ask you a question real quick. So how has your model changed from, you know, when the recession you're buying stuff really cheap and flipping it for a hundred thousand and you're just putting like a little bit of lipstick on it versus today, when everything's so expensive, it's so hard, you spend tons of money on marketing to try to get the, how How do you manage those properties differently? Or how do you look at the opportunity differently then versus before?
1: It's just, it's a completely different ball game. It's like, you know, in, in any business, you have to adjust with the times or you're gonna die. That's it. When we were first in the business, like the majority of the flips were all short sales. Um, a little bit of auction, and our marketing budget was zero. It was all just outgoing sales calls to agents for short sales. As time has gone up, the market has shifted, short sales have dissipated, REOs aren't really in existence as much anymore, and now we have to figure out a different way. So now because of you know, the credibility and the, the exposure and the success I've had, we spent a lot of money into marketing now. So we do TV commercials throughout Southern California, we do radio ads, we do podcast ads, we do digital marketing across um, all the different platforms, and we are really become a marketing-based company. And it's funny because people ask me, like, you know, I'm a real estate investor, but I'm also a marketer, right? Like, I market my brand, I've built a brand, and that's what's fueling my business. And I'm sure what I'm doing to get business two years from today is gonna be a lot different than what I'm doing today. Because things always change, and it's very important to make sure you're aware of what's coming next.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. I think you have to evolve. You have to understand where you are in the point of the market and operate like that. Things that, I mean, it could have worked two, three years ago. It may not work anymore. I know from the multifamily world, you know, Houston's gone, has been hot for a while. So you've seen a lot of outside groups, you've seen a lot of internal groups stay here, but they keep buying properties. There's almost very little value at left. So now we're looking at, good news is we're looking at buyer buying easier properties or properties that have already had the initial heavy lifting, but now you gotta refine it. Now you gotta bring different things to separate yourself. We've really been pushing smart home technology. We've been pressing, you know, where are you gonna Alexa pay my rent? You know, we've been making sure that we have these extras in there that other companies don't have to try to bring a differentiation. Most properties today don't have the ability to unlock your door from your phone. Yeah,
1: people, people don't realize. It. I mean, the, the key to success is standing out. You have to. You have to stand out. You have to separate yourself from the competition. It doesn't matter what it is that you're doing. Right. And in any adventure uh, that I go and do, I ask myself, how can I sep- separate myself from the competition? And being here touring the buildings, I saw how you've done it. You did really nice barbecue areas. You did dog parks. You did volleyball courts. It was you had a virtual headset so people can tour the units. The other apartments don't offer that. So tenants just because they're renters doesn't mean they don't want to have pride of ownership. Absolutely. They want to be pr- they want yeah. to show off their friends come over. Hey you guys want to come barbecue and play volleyball in my new apartment versus the guy across the street Hey guys, just make sure you walk around the the you know the, the empty lot over there, and I'm right around the corner, right? So you, you what I saw is that you maximize every square inch of your property.
0: Yeah, for me it's called green space. I don't want to see green yeah. space. Green space is an opportunity to create a community engagement, yep. community involvement. That's what it is. You want to live in a community, right? You know how many people live in a single family home and they're at the end of the cul de sac, and there's a big p- barbecue every yeah. Sunday, right? You, that's what you want, right? Well, we want to do the same thing in the apartments. We want to create that community and have planned events, or allow you to have your own event there with the amenities but if the amenities aren't there then what do you do you know so for us the renovation is, a, is the silver bullet right it's the one thing that separates us from the guy before that's, it's your one chance so add those amenities add the different things update the laundry rooms do the things that the guy wasn't even for, and stand out above the noise
1: exactly because they will only move if they have to
0: that's a because yes there's yes. nothing
1: better in the marketplace
0: absolutely because People were renting longer today than ever before. I read an article today that Sam Morris, you met Sam, he for me on LinkedIn, and it was like on more higher wage earners are per- preferring to rent. I myself rent. In this article, it talked about how 100,000 or more, there's a, been a 19% increase in people because they would rather rent because it gives you the flexibility to, to, to choose where you wanna go, but they don't wanna deal with the hassles. You know, I, I really enjoy where I live right now. For the most part, I love the views. I, you know, I live in the thirty-third floor, and it's fantastic. But sometimes maintenance is a little bit off, you know. And I and I love it because I get the inside experience as a renter, understanding how management treats me, how they handle issues. But I also still have the ability to move, and I can go another part of town, or say I want to, yeah, I want to live by the water now. I want to go down to the coastal side, or I want to live on a lake, or I want to live in a different high rise, right? But if service is there. And service always comes first before sales. If service is there, you know what? They take really good care of me. You You know, I'm I'm not gonna leave. I really like, they like me, I say hi to them. They know which car is mine. My car is waiting for me in that layer or whatever. Whatever little service is there, they provide for you. And I really like that. And so, you know, I'm not gonna go, but if none of that's occurring, and it makes it very transactional yeah. and it's very no, easy it, to walk it's, away it's
1: funny they say so like my uh, my main like house where i live and i own is in orange county but i actually rent too mm-hmm. i have a place in west hollywood too where i rent at a high-rise building where there's a doorman and cost and like all these cool things so the reason they can charge what they charge is because of the service that's what people pay for the service
0: absolutely absolutely it's amazing man it has been an absolute pleasure and honor to have you on the show uh, it is just, it is just remarkable for us to have you visit team rockstar, have you come to Houston, Texas. And we had barbecue yesterday down in Alvin, yeah. which is a small little town outside of Houston. And it is amazing how people kept turning over and whispering in their partner's ear and just watching you. And then when you, you left to go make a call, they asked us, you know, are, are is he coming back? No, I think he's done. I think <laughs> we right. I think he's done. So thank you very much for spending some time with us. Um, you're so influential. I want to ask one last question, of you know, you know, as you're evolving, and you're watching, you're paying attention to people, but you're educating yourself, right? How do you do it? Are you are you a book guy? Are you an audio guy, a big podcast guy? And who do you like to follow? Who who is it that that influences you or inspires you?
1: Man, that's a great or, or question. Or maybe over the
0: last ten years. You know. Because you're getting on the stage a lot of people now. I mean, you're you're dealing with a lot of named people up there. You, you, you know. know what
1: really what really influences and inspires me? It is The people around me in general. Like when I go speak and I speak to two or 3,000 people, that's what drives me. Mm. That's what motivates me. Surrounding myself by like-minded, energetic people. Someone could be an entrepreneur that's worth $0, and if they have that energy and the passion, that's the person I want to be around. Those are the people I love.
0: That's a great way to end it. I really appreciate it because I really believe your net worth is your network yeah. Uh You've helped me increase my net worth dramatically. Uh, I've learned so much for you the last few days. I'm so proud to show you what Team Rocks has been able to achieve uh, since 2000, t- 2011 when we started, um, but it is an absolute honor for you to be here again. So thanks so much again. Yeah, buddy. Thanks so much. Hey, hope you enjoyed this one's this one. This was a great episode with Tarek Al Musa to have him visit Team Rockstar. Thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Apartment Rockstar. I'm not sure who we have up next week, but it's gonna be hard to top this one. Hey, thanks again, it's been an absolute honor. See you guys next time.
1: You've been listening to the Apartment Rockstar podcast with Robert Mm -hmm. Martinez and our special guest, Tariq El Moussa. For more with Robert and Tariq, check out the Apartment Rockstar channel on YouTube. This has been a production of Rockstar Capital. Thank you for listening.